Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 208. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Golden Globe, Andy. Yeah, coming off that big win last night for me. For Poughkeepsie. That was great, yeah. Oh, fancy that. Uh, thank you. You just had to slip the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press an extra 50. That's sure. all it took. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. That's it. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. And uh, check out our sports podcast after this. Uh, dove into some very good stuff on that one. You'll enjoy it. But uh, we got some good stuff on this one to get into, as we always do. And uh, before we get into Golden Globes, there was a news story I saw today, Andy, that I, I touched lightly on in the sports podcast about a state reopening. Now, not just reopening like, oh, you can go shop inside of a Radio Shack. I mean, they're lifting the mask mandate and uh, ending limits on in-person dining and uh, in-person shopping at uh, stores. So, as I said in the uh, sports podcast, I didn't see anything pertaining to, say, sporting venues or concerts or anything like that, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And uh, uh, can you guess what state I'm talking about? Texas. California. Okay. Just kidding. You were right. It is Texas. And uh, Gavin Newsom of California had no problem saying shame on them. They're uh, they're terrible people or whatever he said. But, yeah, I think a lot of people were taken by surprise. Um, also, a lot of people are saying this might be them saying, like, sorry about shutting off your power. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know what kind of differences will actually make. Uh, because so much of that stuff is still like it wasn't the government like. I doubt Ralph's or whatever grocery store is going to be like, cool, you don't have to put on a mask. They're probably going to be like, no, you're still going to have to wear a mask. Yeah, I don't know. It's really going to be up to private businesses. Exactly. It's the same thing when like weed becomes illegal in states. You get a memo from your work saying like, don't even think about it. You're not smoking weed and uh, we'll drug test the shit out of you. So my guess is, and it could be a smart move. They know that. Think about maybe local businesses who uh, are very much hurting are like, yeah, you don't have to wear a mask, then come on in. Uh, They'll probably take all the money they can get if if it brings in more shoppers, but at the same time, and I don't think so because it's Texas, it could repel people. But if you are that nervous, you just wear your own mask, do a face shield or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the thing is, like, I I don't expect, even with the vaccine and even that story, that vaccine will be freely available in May. so we'll still have to wear a mask in a grocery store until the end of the year and maybe forever. I don't know. Um, I, w- I would actually expect places to start doing that during the winter because if you if you saw the, like the cold and flu season. Yeah, we had like no flu deaths this year because <laughs> nobody, everyone was staying away from each other and wearing masks and shit. And it's like, well, I quote Jeff Goldblum, death always finds a way. Oh, of course. I mean, no one's immortal. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, people who maybe they bought themselves six months by not getting the flu. That sounds uh, horrible, but that's kind of my thing, right? You're kind of like the <laughs> cat in Dr. Sleep that goes into the rooms. <laughs> when the cat goes into the room, they're not coming out. You're yeah. kind of like that. And that's your yeah, ominous Andy. 
I've never killed anyone. Well, I didn't say you exactly, but... I've been responsible for any deaths. <laughs> that we know. I just make basketball teams bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, either way, so, I mean, uh, theaters have reopened this coming Friday in New York at 25% capacity. Texas yeah, ten- is... Tenet's coming out. Did you see that? Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah, they're I wonder excited. if anyone's going to go see it. Yeah. Uh you know, Florida's completely reopened. So, I mean, it just and uh, Newsom did announce. So seven counties, including San Francisco, are now in. I don't know what the colors mean, because why is red not the worst uh, phase? Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever like heard. Uh, but they're going into the less restrictive. And they said Cal- uh, Los Angeles and Orange County are right behind them, maybe a week or so away from uh, that phase, which I think goes back to indoor dining. I do think in this phase, though, movie theaters come back at a lower level. Um, and I guess maybe they did before. I don't like I said, I'm not yeah. keeping tabs on this anymore like I used to because I, I don't care. Nothing changes that much. Uh, but either way, I'm I'm ready for that. I, I want to walk over the bridge to a movie at AMC. And uh, I, I don't know if there's going to be any movies out <laughs> worth watching soon, maybe maybe two months from now. Uh, but I, the the CEO of Cinemark did say he expects California movie theaters to be open within four weeks, and that was I love last that. Week. So now my uh, question but, to you again, is: Again, what's going to be out? I don't know. Where's Disneyland on that list? And I know they're doing the the <laughs> soft open for food and uh, shopping, but how is it dangerous to be in a gigantic warehouse on a ride going sixty miles an hour? Even if someone's breathing right in front of you, you're going too qu- quickly for that. Just hold your breath if, if it's that big of a deal to you. Okay, let me. I'll give you an example. Give us an uh, example. Uh, Indiana Jones. The okay, line. well, I'm He's not I'm talking about cave. Space Mountain or uh, the Incredicoaster. Yeah, like the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, that's a little different deal. But the rides that are fast or outside, where's the issue? And if it's a big <laughs> deal, every other uh, car, every other like seat. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about the seats. I'm talking about the line. The Indiana Jones line well, isn't like a small cave. They've gotten that figured out with uh, your phones. And I don't know how they're doing it in Florida, but people are waiting in line somehow there. I think Florida is just like kind of like semi-immune. Yeah, but people are going there from out of town. I don't know. I don't know. A colleague of mine just bought a vacation package to go there in June. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I, I've seen on, I get emails for like Costco travel deals and they are bundling big time for uh, Disney events. I, I would expect uh, Disneyland here to be open in some form by June. So it's not soon enough. Well, you don't even get a season pass anymore. So I know that's bullshit, but they're going to do some sort of offering. I An offering it. like a sacrifice. <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, way off topic there. Uh, you got some Golden Globes stuff for us? Yeah, we had the Golden Globes this past weekend. And um, yeah, predictably, it's always a mess. Everyone always gets mad about it, but it doesn't matter. It's just somehow they were able to, the Golden Globes branded themselves well enough to be the second most important uh, award show. Uh, but it's always weird. But it's a little bit of a preview of the Oscars. So if you if you care at all about that. and I don't know how much you should care, but I still find it interesting. 
Uh, but I don't, I don't get invested in who wins and who doesn't. I just like, I like to know. But uh, so some uh, interesting things for me here. Uh, Jason Sudeikis won a Golden Globe. That's cool. For what? For Ted Lasso. Is that show good? It's supposed to be great. Hmm. It seems super stupid. Like a yeah, I watched the trailer and it's it's soccer. So uh, yeah, and he a does cool... a dumb accent. So I don't know. Well, he won. He beat Don Cheadle. How many people can say they beat Don Cheadle in something? <sighs> None. What's yeah. Don Cheadle for? Black Monday. I don't even know what that is. It's like a, a stock market thing. It's a Wall Street thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a funny Wall Street show on Showtime, I believe. God, why does that have to be on Showtime? I'm into that already. I love anything uh, on Wall Street. Yeah. Specifically Wall Street with Oliver, Oliver Stone's film. Yeah. I think it had a Gordon Gecko's my shit. Yeah. It has three seasons already, or two seasons. Uh, huh. It's also got Paul Shear. Oh. Horatio Sands. Okay. But I've seen zero episodes of that. Because like, Showtime, I just... I, are you really going to invest in, show, in a Showtime membership? It's it's hard to do. Well, Showtime, I turn on for billions, and then I turn off immediately. And typically, yeah. each year for that, they do a promo of like, oh, four cents a, a, a month. Please, come here. <laughs> so... Well, the point is, Jason Sudeikis won the Golden Globe for Best Actor. That's cool. Uh, the Queen's Gambit and its star, Anya Taylor-Joy, won. That is a no surprise there. Um, Borat won for Best Comedy, and Sasha Baron Cohen won for Best Actor in a Comedy. Any surprise there? No. I think that was, that was going to happen. He uh, threatened to hire uh, Rudy Giuliani to investigate the results of the election if he didn't win so uh it was it was a it was a rough threat they had to they had to take action mm-hmm. um chadwick boseman won for best actor uh, for ma rainey's black bottom a movie i have not seen a netflix movie uh of course chadwick uh he passed a few months back his widow took yeah. the uh, award so that's a, an emotional moment there uh that's i mean it's sad that he died but it's so that that's that's the worst part of it, but just the fact that you get this recognition and you're you're not there for it. That's uh makes it extra bad. And he beat out some he beat out Anthony Hopkins and Gary Oldman. Like Yeah, I still cool. want to watch that Mank uh film. Yeah, that'd be a really cool moment to just be like, I beat you you assholes. <laughs> you uh Why are they assholes? <laughs> I'm just saying like it's like these are like the those are two of the greatest actors yeah, who've ever two existed. of the most important like theater people ever and it's like yeah i'm better than you <laughs> i'm the black panther and i beat you and then uh one of the surprises here for best actress andra day won for the united states versus billy holiday so an actress i've never heard of i don't know any of what you just said one for a movie that has a rotten score and rotten tomatoes wow so it's like, how does that really happen? It looks like this is a uh, Hulu original movie, so you can watch it anytime you want. But yeah, just not not very good reviews. So that doesn't mean she's bad in it, but it's you know weird to see someone win a, an award for a movie that got such poor reviews. And then the the, the big awards, uh, best director and best picture went to Nomadland, which is also on Hulu. And uh, I watched this weekend, so I will talk about that later. Good. I watched the trailer, and it just looked like a more boring version of Into the Wild. 
Uh, that's pretty close <laughs> to that. I love I mean, Into I'll, the Wild. Don't get me yeah, wrong. No, I'll, I'll go. I'll go in, <laughs> in more in depth. But yeah, that's uh, it's was her name Super Freak? No. What well, was that? Super Tramp. That was what he called himself. Yeah. Yeah. Super Freak. Yeah. So when we get to the, what we're watching, I will give a, a, a further review. So. Very good. All right. Anything else to touch on for the Golden Globes? Uh oh, there's one other award for a movie I, I watched as well. So Daniel Kaluuya won for Judas and the Black Messiah. So best actor in a supporting role. Uh, I think he deserved that based on uh, the three movies that I saw that uh, were people were nominated for. Uh, he was that great. was the recently released on HBO Max film, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, about the uh, Black Panther leader and then a guy who's you know hired by the FBI to uh, infiltrate them. Is Tom Hanks in it? Forrest Gump? No, not at all. Um, but yeah, so I'll talk about that as well. So I watched that this week as well. Uh-huh. Okay, very good. All right, well, that's it for the... That's the Golden Globes there. So it's, that's always a little preview for the Oscars. So you have to think at this point, Nomadland is going to at least get a Best Picture nomination, right? Might yeah. be the favorite for it overall. All right, well, cool. And uh, yeah, the... Uh... Oscars are uh, right around the corner, uh, so we'll be covering that soon, too. Yeah, and, and what, there was, with the Oscars, any movie that came out as of like three days ago was eligible. Why? Because they expanded the uh, the period that you can release movies. But what about this year? So the next year's Oscars will only, I guess, be through March through the end of the year. Huh. Will be the uh, eligibility period. You got to get strategic there. Yeah. And look at whatever is going to have fewer. Well, you know, because the reason they did that is because a lot of movies they held. And then I know like, I, I get that, but you should just look at, you know, there's going to be at least some spot in there where there's less stuff coming out because of that. Yeah, but that's that's really it's going to be this. It's this year that's affected, I would say. Exactly. So maybe it's better to hold it, even uh, release it tomorrow. And then or it'll be in this year's. Or it was better, so like in the case of Nomadland, to get it out in February and get a Best Picture win that it wouldn't have won in the following year. Yeah, perhaps. With, with better competition. So. All righty. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, very cool. And like I said, we'll touch base on that uh, soon when uh, more info comes out about the Oscars. But what comes out on Thursday is Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, so all you CBS All Access fans, you're going to have your uh, app switch over to something called Paramount+. Plus. Well, let me ask you this, Andy. How many people actually have that, do you think? I think they said they actually had like 30 million or something like that. That doesn't they, make sense. Is it all yeah, just old people? I don't know. They just they didn't know they had it. And it, it like comes with your, your subscription to the Orange County yeah. Register or something? I don't know. Um, I had CBS All Access for a short period of time to watch football. Jag to watch football for like two months. Uh, it was five, five, five bucks a month. So I had two months, 10 bucks. It was nothing. Uh, but yeah, Good. it's converting into Paramount Plus. It's going to be a much bigger service with a bunch of stuff. Uh, the logic behind this is that CBS and Viacom re merged together again. So you have all these things together. So Viacom came with it uh, MTV, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central among other things. And then also Paramount Pictures is part of that company as well. So that's a whole bunch of content, a whole bunch of rights. So 
that they decided we're just going to make a, a a true competitor, I guess, to some of these streaming uh, services. And yeah, that's Paramount Plus, and that is this Thursday that that'll be officially launched. Well, maybe they'll uh, bundle with Verizon because I got an email just a minute ago from Disney Plus about their price increase. I haven't read it fully, but I might be losing my Disney Plus access because of their price increase. I have it currently for free through Verizon. That's a major upset. I watch a lot on Nat Geo. So it looks like right now you can get a Paramount Plus one year for 30 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah. So you just, I mean, HBO Max had a similar thing where I was able to get it for cheaper if I did a whole year. Yeah, and I remember Disney did that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it looks like it's going to be tw- 10 bucks a month for the full service, 5 bucks a month if you get ads. And- now, I imagine that $30 for the year is for the $5 version? It must be. That, that would make sense at 50%, right? Yeah, but I mean, have a promo. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe you can get, maybe you can get a, a, for 60 bucks, you can get the, the whole thing, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to do you want to hear some of the things that are coming to it? Yeah, I think Frasier might be on that list. So yeah, I think this is this will give you a good idea what kind of stuff will be there and what kind of the variety of things that they will now have. Uh, first off the bat, Paramount movies will be on the service one and a half months after they're released. So that uh, some big ones coming out this year are A Quiet Place Two and Mission Impossible Seven. So they'll come out in theaters and six weeks from then. They'll be out on Paramount Plus. That's uh, that's that's cool. That's that's a really quick turnaround. I wonder what the theaters think of that, but it's better than the HBO Max. Uh, it's there the same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for if it's a movie that I don't care to see on like a huge screen or something, that would be fine. Like, I don't know, A Quiet Place Two. Does that really need to be seen? I don't care about Mission Impossible, but they they have other movies. Uh, on their slate, but those were like the two big ones coming out this fall. Yeah, and I mean, Mission Impossible's fun. They're dumb movies. I've never that... seen one of them. So really, it's a it's a whole because it, it, they got too many of them. Where I'm like, I'm not getting. I'm not going to invest in this shit. You know. I remember being really into it when I was a kid because those movies are like 30 years old, and yeah, like the yeah. first couple of them, like they have like fake faces and voices, and the whole thing was like, I'm going to rip off from my neck this whole face and then my jawline changes and I'm a completely different person from this guy. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. And then I think at some point they're like, this is really dumb. No one believes it. We want to be more believable. And they stopped doing that in the movies, I think. Yeah, I think they're pretty normal now. Like they're still like Tom Cruise drumming out of planes and stuff. And like, yeah, he's just going to become an astronaut at some point. But yeah, yeah, they're fun. I, I definitely haven't seen all of them. I've watched uh, one or two of them on FX in the last like two years. They're fine. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to be like hey, it's it's passed me by. I don't want to like. Well, should I watch all of them? Should I seek out number three? It's like I, I just don't care. Well, let me ask you this: Are you going to get Paramount Plus? Are you going to do uh, this? No, thirty bucks. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, may- maybe at some point I will. Uh, so see their, it as their channels that- are Comedy Central, MTV. BET, Nickelodeon, CBS, and the Smithsonian Channel. I could give two shits about all of them but Comedy Central and maybe CBS. Oh, Smithsonian Channel has uh, Aerial America. That was a great show. What's that? It was literally just a show with a helicopter that flies over states and they talk about it. It was great. It It was great. 
If, if Hugh Hauser was in it, that'd be cool. No, but I mean, that's the only thing I ever know that was on Smith, the Smithsonian Network. I could see him like yelling at people from the plane, thinking they can yeah. hear him. Like, what are you doing in Bakersfield? Yeah, he's on the helicopter. He, I don't think he can hear me. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into some of the uh, shows they've announced here. Let's hear it. Uh, the Frasier reboot. You just uh, had mentioned that. Remarkable. Uh, I thought nothing of that, and then I was like, oh, Frasier wasn't on CBS. That's an NBC show. So that's weird, but who knows? They mm-hmm. they, they had the money. They made the offer. Uh, I never cared about Frasier, so it doesn't do anything for me, but it was a popular show. I think uh, Kelsey Grammer won like the Emmy every year for like nine years or something crazy like that. People like that show. Okay. Uh, they're doing a new Rugrats with a new animation style. That looks creepy as hell, and I'm not into that at all. Ugh. But of course, you know, I still have some, you know, love for Rugrats. That was. It's a nostalgic thing, but I have yeah. no desire to go sit down and watch one of them. No, but you should watch that trailer and be like, what the fuck? That's yeah, insane. I'll definitely have to check that out. <laughs> uh, they're doing another Beavis and Butthead movie. So mm, there's care. the MTV, MTV connection. Their legs uh, were too little. It just, they're <laughs> weird looking. Yeah, so Mike, Mike Judge is is involved, so that's that's good. He I don't know what he's done since Silicon Valley, but he's uh he makes good stuff and Beavis and Butthead was his his original project there. Uh that'd be something I would I would watch if I had this service. And maybe yeah, maybe sometime down the line I'll be like, Yeah, I'll do it for a month and watch the things I want to watch. Uh, they're doing a new season of Criminal Minds, but also coming to Paramount Plus are all fifteen seasons of Criminal Minds. Does that blow your mind? I don't even know what that is. Exactly. There were 15 years of Criminal Minds, which is a, uh, it was basically Mindhunter. The premise was Mindhunter. It was the FBI team that like profiles people and catches serial killers. But they caught a new serial killer every week. So for 15 years, for 20 episodes every year, they caught a new serial killer, which is like a what, a world, of them. <laughs> what a world they live in. Uh, so they're, they're going to do a new season. Uh, but it's going it to be a little more real. Gotham City. <laughs> a little more realistic. There's only going to be one serial killer throughout the whole season, which is like, oh, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably not going to be that good. Sounds like a uh, true detective. Yeah, no, I, I I love cop shows, but do I trust the criminal minds people to, to make a good one season uh, detective story? I don't no, know. And this just makes me like expect to see like Johnny drama on there or something. <laughs> yeah. There's always some guy who was famous 20 years ago who's been doing that show for 30 years and making tons of money. You have no idea. Yeah. Like, how much money do you think Chris O'Donnell has now? What is his net worth? I don't know what any of these people are, but I also remember like years ago, they would show one of those police shows and uh, I was like, holy shit, they got Harrison Ford? But it was not Harrison Ford. It's that other guy that kind of looks like him. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> Well, okay. You know I think who there Chris was O'Donnell Law and Order, maybe? I don't know. Do you know, you know Chris O'Donnell? Uh, I'd have to look him up. He was uh, Robin from the... Uh... Oh, yeah, of course. So, like, what has that guy done? Well, he's been on, like, uh, NCIS LA for, like, 20 years now, and it's like, he probably makes, like, $11 million a year. He's probably... Yeah, like... I'm sure he's he's hammering checks. He's also... Don't get... He was in Vertical Limit. Come on. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> like, that was his last big role there. Which I, uh... I have a movie review with a uh, guy from Vertical Limit who was so great in that movie 
that I wasn't convinced he wasn't just some guy they found on the mountain. And uh, I'm talking, of course, about Scott Glenn. So, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. Good. He's an absolute uh, marvel. Yeah. All right. So the last thing I have here, uh, new show for Paramount Plus. Uh, which there's there's a lot more, but I just wanted to show a variety of stuff. Uh, try to hit all the networks here. Uh, Reno 911, which if you remember, Reno 911 had a reboot for Quibi. I do. <laughs> so uh, obviously that didn't work out. Quibi did not work out. And so they just took form. their scripts over here. Um, no, it's a whole new thing. And it's supposed to be a special where they uh, they are investigating uh, Q. You know the of the QAnon cons- conspiracy. So, okay, uh, <laughs> I don't know where that's going to go, but uh, you know, Reno Nine One One was one of those shows that was, I would not say is that good, but I never know, got it was like, into it. It was the summer at two thirty p.m. You're like, all right, I'm flipping the channels. Oh, that's a rerun of that on Comedy Central, and you know, I enjoyed my time with that. But that was not a show. It's like, oh, here's the new episode. I need to get out and watch that. Uh, yeah, but that could that could be a piece of content there that if I had Paramount Plus, I would be interested in seeing. Yeah, I don't intend on getting it. I'm just kind of doing some uh, research and uh, doesn't look like it's anything good. Also, I read the rest of that email and I think my subscription to Disney Plus is staying uh, still. So that's cool. I think when they announced the price increase, it was like a dollar or two or something. It is a dollar or two. Yeah. Um, and they're but, adding more stuff to it all the time. So, yeah. No, I I, uh, I use the Disney app quite a good bit. Okay, are we off uh, Paramount Plus now? Yeah, there's a lot. All right, so uh, I know we don't have box office to talk about, but there's one that I am going to talk about because I don't think we've been able to say this about any movie in the last 11 months, 12 months. Uh, Tom and Jerry came out on HBO Max as well as Same Day in Theaters, and... Uh, it did $13.7 million in the theaters. Yeah, that's pretty great considering how few theaters are open, how on the limited capacity and all that stuff. That's the highest know. grossing movie of 2021. Oh, of course. I mean, at this, what would have made, and like, that's a pretty good haul, I would think, for that movie uh, in normal times. Like, that was not going to be a hit, right? Yeah, I think it was a perfect environment for it to thrive because. Some theaters are just reopening and they're like, hmm, Sicario is playing. Seen it eight times and have the Blu-ray. Beetlejuice is playing. Beethoven. And dude, Tom and Jerry 2021. Oh, that'll be fun. Let's just go see his new movie. And then you have the guys with the people with their kids. And like, this was my movie as my show as a kid. I'm taking you. So, yeah, boom. I also Whereas if like the Expendables that, 64 was out, everyone would have gone to see that instead. So I read something that Tom and Jerry is actually really big internationally because uh, there's no speaking in there. There's no language barrier with those cartoons. Oh, yeah. It just they hit each other and shit, you know? Yeah. So it transcends language. Yeah. Now, this movie violence is the language of the world. <laughs> This movie, they they have people that speak words, so that'd be more difficult. But eh, they have subtitles, voiceovers, that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a good sign of life for the movie industry. All right, 
Speaking of the movie industry, Andy, we've got three new trailers to talk about. Yeah, and two of them are for streaming services, so. Woo! But one of them will have a theatrical release, so maybe yeah. we, have, we have something. So tell us about the Army of the Dead. Uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. It's a big, big year for Zack Snyder. We got the Snyder Cut coming out in two weeks. Yeah, he's uh, double booked. Uh, but also his latest film, Army of the Dead, which is somehow a spinoff of his of his first movie way back in the day, Dawn of the Dead. So it's another zombie movie, but it is a uh, a heist movie where they're like gonna uh, rob a Vegas casino, but there's already the zombie apocalypse. Uh, the trailer wasn't all that good. Uh, it's starring Batista of uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. He's so good. Dave but, Batista. Yeah. Um, but it's coming to Netflix. May 21st, it'll be on Netflix. So if you already have that Netflix subscription, it'll be there available for you. I'm not expecting too much from this. But, yeah. Uh, it's coming. That's that's a big movie for Netflix. It's a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another thing coming to Netflix uh, even sooner that I'm much more excited about called Bad Trip. It is Eric Andre with uh, Lil Rel Howery and Tiffany Haddish. Uh, it is a like prank style movie uh, like the Johnny Knoxville grandpa movie or like Borat where it's uh, they're playing characters, but it's in real life. But there's like a fake plot going on. Um, but it's that like if you've ever seen Eric Andre's show, the weird things where he does. That, in real I don't life. think he's that funny. I think he's weird. He is weird, but I I I, I love that stuff. So it's it is not for everyone. There is <laughs> in the trailer. There is a scene where he he's with the other guy, and they're like. We got our dick stuck in a Chinese finger trap, and they run out to a golf course like that. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's all that does is piss people off, and I enjoy stuff like that. See, what what makes me mad about it is the copycats. I don't need every dickhead with an iPhone trying to mimic these stunts in aspirations of becoming YouTube famous. Because when I'm out at the golf course, that's the last thing I want to see. And yeah, the odds of you running into a person in a movie doing these little stunts is very rare. So, but the odds of you running into some dickhead from, you know, Toluca Lake, who's doing the same thing in hopes of becoming famous. Well, that's a lot more likely. That's where I get mad. Yeah. Well, it's not for everyone. Yeah. But. It's something I'm going to watch uh, if I get Netflix again at some point. <laughs> and we look forward to your movie review of it. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to. I need to watch Army of the Dead, of course, even though I said I don't think it looks that good. But, yeah, you know, for the people. Exactly. It's, it's, it's part of your duty. What about the last one, Luca? Now, this is an animated film about Luca Doncic. It's a different spelling, so it's actually an entirely different character. I know it's surprising. Well, you don't say. But it's an it's the Italian Luca, so a little different L U C A. This is Pixar's latest, so I wasn't expecting them to put out a new movie. I don't know why. I just thought like, well, the whole movie industry died. But Pixar puts out two a year, so of course, uh, Onward came out early last year. Soul came out Christmas. Uh, of course, they're going to have a summer release. Uh, so Luca comes out in June, and it is uh, set in uh, the Italian coast, and. Uh, I guess Luca is a fish boy. 
but the whole town hates the fish people. And so he mm-hmm. has to hide that he's a fish person. Okay. So that, that's Pixar for you. Uh, they get into some weird shit, but they're amazing. They know what they're doing. So, of course, I'm looking forward to this. Oh, it's Jacob I, Tremblay. Yeah, I wish Maya this Rudolph, would. Rudolph, Jim Gaffigan. Oh, I didn't even look at the whole cast there. Um, they they always have a good cast, so I trust them. It's going to be terrific. Yeah, uh, I just wish that was coming straight to Disney Plus, you know? Well, is it going to in... What is their turnaround time on putting it on the app if it's a theatrical release? I think what will happen is that... So, like, three months after the, after the theatrical release, they'll do, like, rent it on Google or Microsoft or Apple. They'll do, like, rentals, mm-hmm. and you can buy the Blu-ray, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then so I'm not think, watching this for until Christmas time. Yeah, maybe three months after that, then they'll put it out on the on the app. So uh, if you could be patient, it'll be there. I'm trying to think. I think that was like uh, Captain Marvel was kind of like the first big thing, first big test for that. Where when Disney Plus launched, that movie had been out for a while already, but it wasn't out on the app. And then like it came out like maybe like two months after or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Also, I think uh, Star Wars would have been the last Star Wars. I don't know when that came to Disney Plus finally. I think it was delayed, uh, like a yeah, like six or eight months, maybe. Yeah, so that's guess. probably that's probably what it'll be. So, okay. Um, but it just adds to that library. I mean, yeah. No, they always have something going on, which is exciting. I like yeah. that uh, Soul movie. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod was brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head to the Clipless Leash, and you're going to find the dog leash you've been waiting for, and if you act now, head there and plug in promo code... Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off the greatest dog leash that there ever was. Uh, I'm... Not kidding, I've used it, and I thought it was amazing. So head to thecliplessleash.com, and they're going to give you 65% off a dog leash when you plug in promo code TONY. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? So I've got six, but only four of them will I talk in depth about. Okay. I have five, and I'll talk in depth on... I don't go that deep, I feel like. Maybe two movies. Okay. You want to go all, every other one? Uh, let me knock out the two that I said I'm not going to talk in okay, depth about. Okay, do your two. Uh, so the first one, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They added the first two Bill and Ted movies to HBO Max. Ah. My assumption is that the third one is going to get added soon enough. That's why they did that. I imagine so. so. I th- I'm pretty sure I saw that for like a buck rental on iTunes Yeah, uh, not so too long ago. I was going to rent that at some point anyways because I wanted to watch that. But I wanted to wait to watch the first ones again. Uh, now that it's there, so I'm going to watch those, and hopefully the third one will be available soon. So uh, I will talk about all of them all together. I think the second one scared me when the they go evil versions of themselves. Yeah, that one's definitely, I've seen a lot less. When I was a little kid, that's horrifying. I don't know. Yeah. The the curly-haired guy was scary. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's like now as an adult. But yeah. Did not like that one as much as Excellent Adventure. Oh, no. I know, when they do their air guitars, I was... The raddest thing ever. All right, what's your second one? Uh, The original cut of the Justice League. So I want to watch that before the Snyder Cut comes out so I can compare it. And um, 
from what I remember, it's the same thing. Like that movie was not nearly as bad as people wanted to make it out. It just took a lot of shit because the earlier Batman versus Superman was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not good by any means. So I, I, I just wanted for like his historical purposes. I wanted to watch these two movies because like, how how did this happen? Like this is I think it's still the most expensive movie ever made, especially <laughs> now if you count the extra budget that they gave to oh, for the yeah, Snyder I Cut. Don't doubt like, it. It's like what? It's like incredible. I got to know. I got to document. Yeah. So uh, I'll talk about both of those movies whenever I watch the. No, what's the that Snyder like two ones. weeks out now, three weeks out? Yeah. And I do have to like, you know, take a whole day because it's still it's like four hours. <laughs> yeah. You got to take half day. It's just going to be like 30 minutes of long shots of uh, Jared Leto's Joker or something. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, all right, here he is walking out of uh, Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> Gorilla camera warfare. Yeah. All right. So that was your first two. Yep. All right. So I'll go in for uh, my first two. Uh, We're gonna start with I watched Get Shorty last night on HBO Max, and uh, you know when you see like a a movie title, and you're a kid, you you kind of don't read into what it's about, and so I never really thought that was about. I thought it was maybe like gangsters or wearing leather jackets or something. It's Travolta and DeVito and they look like they're badasses in it or something as much as DeVito can. Uh, but then I watched Be Cool, you know, several years later when it came out in 2005. And I was like, oh, maybe that's because it's a sequel. Interesting. So I finally watched it and it's fun. It's kind of witty. It's, you know, it's enjoyable. It's got a whole bunch of people in it. Uh, I liked it a lot. And it's on HBO Max. I did see that added on there. Yeah. So add that to your list, Andy. You'll enjoy it. And then the other one I watched that's a little bit older as well was London Has Fallen. Now, I have no idea how any of these work because I know there's like (laughs) Angels Fallen, White House Down, uh, another one, another one. So I don't know which ones I've seen, which ones I haven't. I know one of them isn't related. I think it has like Jason, not Jason Tatum, Channing Tatum. and uh, when I turned on, I was like, I think I've seen this, but maybe not. I was like, I need I need some action. And it's like, this one, this will be good. I hadn't seen it. And uh, it was uh, pretty entertaining. And I'm still convinced if you're in Europe, specifically like London, Paris, those kinds of places, you're going to witness at least one uh, spy, uh, like gun uh, thing or uh, driving fast and motorcycles flipping and exploding, that kind of stuff. Because I think that just goes on all day long over there. That's what, like, Europe produces, and again, specifically, England produces rock stars, uh, movie stars, and spies. So here's the thing. I think that's a, a kind of a byproduct of the European Union, where, you know, just anything goes, open borders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not going to see that too much in London going forward, right? Mm, touche. Could be a problem. You're just gonna. It'll be just be France and Italy and like Switzerland that you're gonna have to witness that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, get in there now. All right. You want to do uh, another one? Yeah. All right. So I watched a movie that uh, I had been wanting to watch for quite some time. I finally just uh, pulled the trigger and got it for two bucks uh, rental. Uh, it's Nicholas Cage's Mandy. Now, this is that the is, weird uh, bloody one? It's very weird and bloody, yes. Uh, it's it's well-received, which is not usual for Nicolas Cage. Kind of like a, it was kind of like, oh, it's a comeback movie for him in a way, and that it's not just straight trash. 
the best way to describe it, I'd say it's it's uh, metal John Wick. It is like the most metal movie I've ever seen. The trailer looked very bizarre. It's it's bizarre and dark and it's uh, violent. So yeah, like the premise is that he's just this logger guy out in the woods and uh, this cult kind of messes with him and his girlfriend and he has to take revenge uh, and do crazy shit on them. And yeah, it just got this like haunting, haunting soundtrack and uh, just weird visuals. There's a crazy biker gang and there's drugs and there's um, great music. There's there's a scene where he makes an axe. It's like it's it's metal. That's what what that is. And it is uh, visually ridiculous. It's audibly ridiculous. <laughs> it's it is a weird, weird movie, and the first half is pretty slow. And I think a lot of people would be like, it, "I mean, it's not, it's not for everyone. It's for very few people." I would say, uh, but the first half especially is kind of slow, and it's like, "What is, what is going on?" But then the the second half is when he really goes on his uh, his rampage, and that's where that movie really picks up. And it's it's something. All right. I don't know if uh, I would say most people would say it's not good. I, I think I think it exists in a space where it wasn't popular enough for people who have, who would have no idea what it is to see it. Like if this was like a wide release and people went to see it, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" and they'd like riot and protest yeah. and try to burn down the movie theater. I think if anyone sees the trailer, they'll know right off the bat. Like, yeah, ah, I'll wait for it to be on TNT at best. Oh, this is not coming to TNT. <laughs> All right, well, it can... <laughs> then I'll be waiting a while. <laughs> yeah. All so right. it's it's not something I could say I can recommend to the uh, typical moviegoer. It's something you're gonna have to check out on your own if that's something you're interested in. Yeah. Okay. I watched Hillbilly Elegy on Netflix uh, over the week, and I thought it was uh, quite good. Uh, Glenn Close. Who knew she could go beyond just playing the uh, vice president? Yeah. Uh, she was. She, she was, was nominated for Golden Globe and did not win. I thought she was the favorite for that category. She was terrific. Uh, Amy yeah. Adams was quite good as well. Uh, the guy playing uh, JD, whatever his name is, was uh, really good too. And uh, wow, they just do a good job of showing how some people can live. And why it got shit on, I don't understand. Um, I thought it was quite good. I mean, it's Ron Howard. Uh, everyone kind of brought their A game. I believe the fans liked it. The audience liked it a lot, but the critics didn't like it. I think I don't know why poor white people. I think they're like, that's not real. Um, I thought it was great. I know you, you talked about it on here a while ago and I think you liked it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I talked about some of the, the critical backlash. I think it has a lot to do with uh, the real life JD Vance and things people don't like about him. Oh, cause he's and a Republican, huh? Just kind of, well, just that his, they tried to make his book kind of be like, well, this is how you uh, solve uh, life in the uh, rural areas and it's like no this is just his story this is not like people and it's not his fault that was like people were trying to prop it up like look look at this kid who grew up poor and then became a lawyer and it's like uh, that's not the point of the movie really I mean it's not that's not the point is to make like a social statement it was just to tell his story yeah I thought it was great when uh, he throws the calculator out the window and his grandma's gonna like beat his ass yeah I mean that that was that was probably the point of the story was like where would he be if he didn't have? Oh, yeah. No, no kidding. Really I even said, I was like, we wouldn't be watching this movie 
if this grandma didn't exist. Yeah, so that's that's not that's not the uh, solution for uh, Kentucky. Is everyone should have Glenn Close as their grandma? It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Unfortunately, you just yeah you can't. Yeah, but I I really enjoyed. it. I think it's about two hours or so, and it's on Netflix. Uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. All right, Andy, you got a couple more, right? Uh, yeah, I've got three more here. I've got two, so let's keep going every other. All right, well, I'm going to get into the HBO Max section of this. Uh, the first one I watched, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, I mentioned that earlier. One of the HBO Max uh, movies, I don't know what you want to call it, one of their the big Warner releases that should have come out in real theaters, but they're doing the, the one-month thing. So this movie, you have a couple more weeks, I think, to watch it, and it is about... Uh, Fred Hampton, who was the leader of the Black Panthers in Chicago, and then also, um, how was his name? Lakeith Stanfield plays this uh, younger guy who uh, gets caught by the FBI and is uh, basically forced to infiltrate them, like get close to them, and then uh, you know, rat. And it's it's fascinating. It's I love seeing period pieces. It's you know, late sixties. It's also a decent companion to the trial of Chicago Seven because the the whole event relating to this character happened at the same time as that movie and was referenced. So Fred Hampton's in both movies, mm-hmm. uh, and the the acting's great. Uh, the one thing is I had to turn on subtitles, and it sounds like racist. It's very hard to understand, especially uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, hmm. Was really hard to understand. I had to turn the subtitles. <laughs> I find that helps even when it's you can understand them because there are just things like even when it's at a like a lower volume too, like someone in the side saying something. Yeah. It's like there are so many things you miss even when it's at normal volume and you can understand them. So I think that's a, a good thing to have on, especially in a movie you need to pay attention to. Yeah. Uh and then uh one of the uh interesting characters, the other say main one is uh the guy from uh Breaking Bad, uh, Todd. That uh, the weird guy who's in a bunch of other things. Um, why am I blanking on his the actor? Uh, but he plays the FBI agent, and he's just he he is what he always is. He's he's a little creepy, a little off. Wait, Todd? He was the uh, like the guy who like captures Jesse and keeps him. The weird guy works. He works for uh, Brian Cranston after Jesse quits. Wait, Jesse Plemons? Jesse Plemons. Yeah, that's the actor. <laughs> Okay, I was doing character names. Uh, his character name was was Todd. Yeah, it was Todd. Oh, okay. That guy. All right, it's been quite a while, so I was like, <laughs> yeah. Hank, who are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but he's he's great in everything he's in. He's always he's in a bunch of things, um, but he's always just a weird guy. Yeah, he he's a. You know what he was great in was was I think it was called Game Night. With. Jason oh, is Bateman? he the weird neighbor, right? Yeah, he was the neighbor they didn't want to invite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that movie's pretty good. I wouldn't say it's it's it wasn't nominated for best picture. Uh, I don't think it will be, uh, but I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a story you don't you know hear about all the time, and it's right. not it's not afraid to show that. Uh, oh yeah, the Black Panthers did kill cops and stuff, but the cops also killed them. So mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Sounds heavy. Yep. All right. Uh, I watched and I talked about it last week. Uh, the uh, pilot, if you will, for the History Channel's Assembly Required, starring 
Tim Allen and Al Borland. Yeah. Richard Karn. Um, so it was not on the same like set, if you will, of tool time. It looks like it's like Tim Allen's honestly garage. And one thing I need to do some uh, like nerd reading on the on the web, because I think the car behind them is the uh, blue car that he fixes up in home improvement. And they do that whole grease lightning tribute on tool time. And uh, that was one of the main things I was focusing on, but it's fun. It's a very COVID uh, aware show. Uh, They obviously are probably filming it right now. And so they're, and I mean, it makes sense to do it this way anyway, just because of how they're, they're doing it, but they send three like special people, specialists at their trade. Uh, crates and they have to design you know certain things so the first one they had to make a fire extinguisher out of items that were sent to them they have you know a clock and they're all on film and uh and then the second one they have to make a uh leaf blower slash flamethrower something that can blow leaves in the summer and melt ice on your uh driveway in the winter and uh these guys just you know get going on it. You learn a couple things and uh, it's fun. It's also just entertaining to see the two of them do their little spiel back and forth. But yeah, the first episode's fun. It's on history channel on Tuesdays. So I think one of them's coming up tonight or yesterday as you're listening to this. I'll, uh, I'll keep watching. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, that's I feel like uh, Elon Musk would be pretty jealous. Yeah. That he only can make a flamethrower. So Maybe he'll get inspired. Yeah. Well, what's your uh, second to last one? Uh, Tom and Jerry on, oh. on, H- on HBO Max. Timely. Uh, I told you I was going to watch it. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to watch all the ones that they put out as like, here's real movies because it's such a novelty that I do think will go away. I don't think this is the new normal. So I kind of feel like I'm going to take advantage of it while it's here. So uh, I watched Tom and Jerry and. Uh, I watched it before looking at any reviews because I'm like, I don't, I just want to see what this is. Uh, it is okay. It is exactly what I expected. It is not good, but it's not so bad. You know, it's not like boring. Uh, there's a weird choice that it's got like a very heavy uh, hip hop soundtrack. That's like, it's really good, but it's like, what? This doesn't make any sense. It's fucking cartoons. Like what? You know, the trailer for it is very uh, like heavy on the, sound yeah like they did this whole intro with a tribe called quest and it's like but it's like also tom like hitchhiking into new york city it's like this is weird like i don't i don't know it's a weird choice uh but they made it Uh, something i like about it is that all of the animals are cartoons so they're like cartoon elephants and stuff and there's other dogs and other cats and uh and tom and jerry still do not speak even though other animals will speak sometimes uh, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did like the the human part of it. I know some people were upset that it wasn't just it wasn't just a Tom and Jerry thing where they're just constantly doing stuff. They put a plot in there. It's it's very similar to Space Jam, where Michael Jordan was the main character, not Bugs Bunny, right? He was the protagonist, and so in this movie, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is the protagonist, and Tom and Jerry are the side characters. They're the kind of the problem she has to solve. She. Uh, scams her way into working at a hotel that is hosting a celebrity wedding mm-hmm. and she has to you know get rid of the mouse problem it's an infestation yeah uh it's got michael pena who is uh always good always always oh, yeah. 
turning like three lines that are just great. It's like that shouldn't be funny, but he made it funny. Uh huh. So I appreciate that. Um, Colin Jost of SNL is in it. I was like, he's he he just does the news thing. He's is not he just actor. himself in this. No, he's like the rich guy getting married, and it's like, all right, he he was okay. It was just weird, and like like he's not an actor. He does the news thing. Uh, I didn't think I'd ever see him in a movie. It's <laughs> probably like part of the thing. Like we want to have this guy. Like we're gonna make him a star. No, I saw that he was like good friends with the writer. Okay. Yeah, that was my next guess. <laughs> uh, but it's fine. I'm sure kids kids will enjoy this. So right. you don't have to go to the box office uh, or to the movie theater to, to check this one out if you have an HBO Max subscription. Yeah, but only for a month. Keep that in mind. Yep. All right. My last movie, and I said I was going to watch it. I rented Greenland. Yeah, I, I did see it on there available to rent. Yeah, I paid six bucks for it. Yeah. And it was worth it. it uh, I enjoyed the hell out of this thing. I, I love these kind of disaster movies. I'll watch any of them. They're fun. Uh, this one was better than most. Uh, it shows, you know, the pitfalls of society, but then it also shows you that you, you can have faith in humanity at the same time. Um, and, you know, disaster, catastrophe, you can overcome. Uh, Gerard Butler was terrific. The little kids in it is really good. What's funny is basically this whole thing is the kid's fault. <laughs> Not the comets coming to Earth, but every one of the events, it boils down to it at the end of the day. He started them somehow. So butterfly effect, the kid's gone. Maybe these comets don't even exist. Uh, but yeah, so you, if you watch it, you, uh, you'll see what I mean. And uh, yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Scott Glenn. He's not in it a whole lot. He plays one of the dads of uh, the father and uh, wife one of them I'm not going to say who uh, and he's great as always and I liked his style so everyone's you know panicking where do we go how do we survive this they go to his house and he's got his buddies over and they're playing poker having Budweiser's it's like I'm, yeah. I'm old I, what do I care <laughs> like, it's good good on you uh, but yeah I enjoyed it like I said it's uh, rentable on Amazon or uh, iTunes and it's six bucks five ninety nine and uh, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to do like a definitive ranking of Gerard Butler movies. I know. I need Russell Crowe to make more movies too so I can yeah. go back and forth because I think they're my favorites for action stars. Uh, not to uh, forget Liam Neeson. But uh, Liam Neeson movies are all the same. Not to say that Gerard's are different, although this one is different because he wasn't watching the president get shot at. There was a Liam Neeson movie that got released like two weeks ago. That Honest was like, Thief, and it was like, longer than that. It was like shit on totally, so it was like, oh, he's like a sniper or something. Oh, maybe that's a different that's one. Like, uh, there's one that came out and I don't know, the last five months, it's still on iTunes, and he was a bank robber, and no one knew he did anything, but he falls in love, <laughs> and so he wants to confess that he did all of these things because he, he his conscience is weighing on him. Yeah, it looks like he makes them. Oh, yeah. Honest Steve came out last year. The Marksman, that's what I'm thinking of. That came out uh, this year. That came out January 15th. Hmm. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. 35%. So, but maybe someday uh, I'll watch it. Yeah. But all right. What's I'm, your last one? Well, I've still got to look through all the Gerard Butler movies. Oh. 
I don't I don't think I knew who he was before 300 and looks like he was in a lot of things. Yeah, I didn't either. He was in I put him on Raider the globe. Two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. The last thing I watched is Nomadland, the best picture winner at the Golden Globes this year. It's available on Hulu. So I had to watch it because it was uh, easily available, and I knew going in that it was uh, a good bet to win that award, so it must must be pretty good. Uh, and it, it is very good. It is something I, I love. Things like that is the, the premise is she lives out of her van and drives to different places and picks up, uh, you know, temp jobs, small little jobs and stuff because uh, she used to live in a a company town in like rural Nevada where it just, there was just a plant. There was one, one factory, everyone worked at it. And then the factory closed and the whole town died. So whew, very real. It takes place, I think 2012. So uh, not, not great economy uh, back then. So makes sense. Uh, and it, it's based, it's a real thing. It was a, a, a nonfiction book and a lot of the people in the movie are were real van people, like people that do live out of their van. It is a whole society of these people. Scary, yeah. That they and they know the places, and this is where you go, and this is where you can find work, and that's fascinating. Um, so here's here's a here's the warning to you. What it reminded me a lot of was that Shia LaBeouf movie where they sell the magazines. Oh, American Honey. <laughs> so uh, we're just it, it's a it's a shot of people. In poverty, in weird situations that you just wouldn't think of. It's like, well, that's a totally different way of life. But uh, it's incredibly shot. It's Frances McDormand. It's her movie. She she found the book and said, I want to make this into a movie. She went out and found a screenwriter and a director to make it. Uh, did not use her her uh, husband, one of the Coen brothers, um, to do it because that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> this was this is not their type of movie. Uh, but mm-hmm. she's she's great. She's one of the best working actresses out there. And oh yeah. Uh, she does great and it's uh, if you love the landscape aspect of it, if you love seeing uh the west which you you uh mentioned into the wild which is a movie i thought of as well watching it that is it's all it's all real it's all filmed in real locations it is not like oh well this is you know the valley and they make it seem like the desert and no, they went out backstage back lot on a uh, fox yeah. they went everywhere and I appreciate that part of it, especially in, in times where, you know, when's the last time you went somewhere to see parts of the world or parts of this country that uh, we're not allowed to go anywhere. So. It was in uh, Reno and Tahoe a couple months ago. You could have gone to that's That's where the, the movie takes place at first is uh, the Reno area. Oh, wow. That's where the uh, town she lived in was like an hour north of Reno or something like that just like huh. what there's nothing there right yeah so worth watching i think so okay. and yeah it's not a, you you won't find it as annoying as american honey because it's not shia labeouf <laughs> it's, yeah um, they just did a it, great job they're very real people your parents kind of thing yeah it's, it's very real people but it's it's one of those movies that's kind of you know plotless in a way it's not like there's the problem and that it has to be solved it's just kind of shows something it, it's very documentary like more than uh, a narrative mm-hmm. all right well anything else to add before we wrap up no uh we got we, we hit an hour we did it uh, so. exactly so 
It's been a good one. You've been listening to episode 208 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and you joined with me. We had Off-Road Traveling Andy. Thank you. We'll see you later.